When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Hey, Christy. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm so good. I am very uh, kind of, I, I would say, excited about today's <laughs> guest, but I got to be honest with you. I'm more excited. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, so I can't wait to learn because- Cri Kristen Princiata is here. She is the mom of Coco Melon. Which I had not heard of. It apparently has 121 billion views I mean, on YouTube. I mean, probably more just sitting here. Billion with a B. Billion One more views. billion. What's one more billion? Let's go talk to her. Because yeah, because I got to learn what's going on here. Yeah, we got to teach you. I hear voices. Family in cartoons. Let's like think about it that way. Like yeah. we are talking to, and now I. Oh, we're I, going by yeah, the way. Yeah, we're, we're the red great. lights are on. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, we don't yes. ramp up. We just go. I like I like to be <laughs> sneaky in the beginning of it's our good. podcast. You know what? Honestly, this is probably good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's almost like it's like straight no chaser. Uh, it's kind of like let's get into it. You yeah, know? Yeah. Without a flinch, I can't say things I would normally say because this is a family. Yes, we're keeping friendly, it family friendly. friendly show. Yes. So the shots not that kids violate any of your morality clauses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that adults yep. do. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. If there's one thing those kids are addicted to, it's Coco Melon. <laughs> and go. I am, I am so very sorry <laughs> to everyone. Oh wait, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, wait, guys. Kristen Princiata is here, and I said it wrong, even though I am Italian. And totally flubbed that. And she just told you how to say it. Yeah. Is it funny? You literally yeah. went from, how do you say it? Princiata? Princiata. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, princiata. I mean, that's, that's the other go. way. So, Wait, so are you from Italy? I am Sicilian. Yes, and Italian? I had a feeling that okay. it was like we were. We need to talk I'm just going to sit here for most of this, uh, most of this podcast. I promise you will be corner. a part of this chat. Today. I am, because I'm going to be the guy going, wait, what? Wait, I'm so, sorry. Wait. We talk a lot about fandoms. And nerdums, nerdums, but fandoms too, right? And you know, I hear voices today. Kristen is going to tell us all about her role in the empire that is Coco Melon. I would say, <laughs> oh, it's a little YouTube channel because it's not. It's an entire movement. <gasps> Used to be. Uh, yeah, and we got to get into how it's grown. And in in last nine years, you've been a part of this growing empire that's just seen. A unprecedented movement. It's crazy. Again, it's coming as a neophyte. I knew nothing about this. I have no children. It's wonderful. I was going to say. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, but I knew nothing about this. And Christy's like, you know, she's amazing. I was like, God, looking at your stuff. I was like, this is great. And I was like, now what is Coco Melon? And she's like, oh, what? You just wait. I was like, they must have what? People like a million either, views or something? People either absolutely 100% know what it is or they have no idea. Well, it's like, it's, it's, it's one or the other. You're immersed in the world or you've never heard of the yep. world, right? Right? 100%. It's one of those two. Okay. Have yep. you been there from the start? Pretty much. Um, so back in the day, it was actually called ABC Kid TV. That's and right. It was. Mm -hmm. I remember that. You remember those I days? I remember the merger. Yep. The animation was <sighs> a the little changeover. bit older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, the, there was a mom 1.0 that didn't look like you as well, much. Yeah, and when I first came on, there was some woman just doing kind of regular voiceover, not much singing. And then once they brought me on, it was more full-blown singing. Yeah. But there wasn't even a family until a few years in. Mm-hmm. It, like I was just a voice in the videos. Hmm. There were like animal characters and different things. And then once it started to get big and grow traction to become more competitive, I think, with some of the other shows too, they all have families. What are, sure. what are so the other competitive in, well, ones. there's, you know, there's Little Baby Bum. Yes. Little Baby Bum. You've probably seen that one. Yes. Um, nope. That might be... <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, and so... I'm going to literally just... send him links of Coco Melon. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to wake him up in the middle of the I'm night. I'm so sorry. No, because I'm here's the thing. Dream. I am an I'm an animation nerd. I love animation. So oh, whether it's good. for little kids, adult... I mean, if it's good animation and it's good message, yeah. I'm down. Like, well, I, I'm yeah, totally... It's like doses. It's just doses. Well, we don't get that option in my house of doses of Coco Melon. It's just Coco Melon. But was it always on the YouTubes? It was. So it started on YouTube. That's where it all began. So YouTube is like the flagship where it all started. Yeah. Which, which is good for the animators because, well, I would hope it's good for the animators, but it's good for the creators of it that are posting it there because they don't have to deal with all the shenanigans of studios and whatnot and and all that. But I'm sure they're going to eventually get bought out. I think. Yeah. Well, they, they they did, did, right? What's on Disney plus? Is it Coco Melon? Which one is it? I don't think we're on Disney Plus yet. No, no, no. Though it's sometimes the other things one. happen and then I find out. Right, exactly. 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 No, no, no. Congratulations. You didn't know that. <laughs> That's what happened with Netflix. I think yeah. it's it's Little Baby Bum, no? That's oh, on there. Oh, that might be right. That might be right. Yeah, because we're we watched they're both that on. One. I think Little Baby Bum is also on Netflix, like Coco Melon is. Wait, Disney's buying stuff? I hadn't heard that. Well, oh, oh, you know what? Blackstone bought Moonbug. So Moonbug bought Cocomelon about a year and a half ago, and then Blackstone bought Moonbug. And but Blackstone what are these companies? Are they has production? Disney people in it. Okay. 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 Interesting. That. Yeah, yeah, these things aren't things that you see on Deadline, to be honest. Like, what, well, I find, right. what I find interesting is that a lot of dealings in the traditional uh, production world and mergers or whatever, acquisitions and stuff like that, they're happening and then they're documented on Deadline. Uh, or Hollywood Reporter. Right. But when it comes to YouTube creators and content and stuff like that, especially, it's not really regulated, essentially. Exactly. Right. right, right. right. It isn't. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that, like, I'm actually kind of curious, like, how did they, how did you come to this opportunity? Mm-hmm. How has it grown over these nine years? Mm-hmm. And, like, what is it, a day in the life of, of filming a Coco Melon, yeah. like, song or whatever it is? Absolutely. Well, and I always say, I, I wish it were a more glamorous story. But total transparency, like rewind back to my super senior year of college. I did five years. Um, and <laughs> I right, did 12. Oh, that's fantastic. Still yes. in. Still you know, in. Still, still in. in. But, you know, life is college. Um, and as I was graduating, like most young newbie music majors, you went on Craigslist. Oh, interesting. And you browsed gigs because that's wow. what, what one did when you were a young little, you know, that's actually obviously an amazing yep. idea and you should all try to do that. Yes. So I went on Craigslist and there was just this post and it was like seeking female singer for nursery rhymes. And I was like, I just studied opera. I think I can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. I'm hoping sure, this isn't some millionaire that's <laughs> wow. just getting me to sing lullabies for the And it was kid. just like a regular looking post, like nothing crazy. And so I submitted for it. I get a phone call. He asked me to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star over the phone. Who's he? Jay Gion. He okay. was the original owner. Okay. But when it got bought out by Moonbug, he he completely sold it. Wow. Uh, so he stepped away. He was wonderful. Oh, that's um, nice to know that. He was wonderful. Family man with. or what was he Family like? man. Okay. And he had little ones at home too. And is and that how he conceived of Coco Melon or? You know, that's actually a good question. I think so. It was always his baby. Right, right, right. Like it was his Wait, baby. JJ is, is, is oh, <laughs> yeah. JJ is actually a 12-year-old girl. Oh, okay. um, but anyway, yeah, I can uh, see that. yeah, right. Do you know her name? Um, I do. Okay. Yes, this and I, I think they me. actually would <laughs> the baby. You know, the baby with the big eyes and JJ. There's the like kind of the lead JJ. character baby. JJ. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Ava Madison Gray. You should all look her up on Hold Instagram. On, was she that She's a girl? lovely little girl. Hold on a second, though. Twelve years. Was she in Frozen? She might not be twelve yet. Actually, she looks older than she is. She might be ten. Was, was she, she in Frozen? Was she in the voice of Frozen? Was she in one of the little girl voices in Frozen? I feel like I met them at a Comic-Con. Oh, oh really? really? I'll Google it. Yeah, but I'll please Google look it. her up. She's an amazing little girl. She does all the things, dancing, singing, acting, Jeez. way beyond what I did at her age. She's fantastic. She's singing quite a lot as the little baby JJ. She is. Yeah. Like when I, because my voice gets tired, like yeah, I'm a sure. human and like whenever I start burning out, I just think about the kids and I'm like, gosh, 
it's amazing right. the demands that they handle, but yeah. they love it and have so much fun with yeah. it. Yeah. So how do you guys film this, and how Wait, long are the dates? Can we get back to her yeah. getting the oh, job on Craigslist? I'm sorry, sorry. I, I want to hear okay. about the Craigslist stuff. Craigslist so I thought job. you only went to Craigslist so, to get a couch. Yeah, me too. But uh, so I sang "Twinkle Twinkle," and he was like, "Great," and I was like, "Great." And then uh, I came and originally started recording at his home studio, like down in his basement, like wow. most studios not are shady in weird at all places. Not shady at all. <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad being like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are you going? You met someone like, on Craigslist like, and now yeah, you're in his basement. Know, okay, we're there. <laughs> I was like, dad, it's Irvine, California. <laughs> oh, he was in Irvine. Irvine, California. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and his wife was part of the animation anyway. So I went down and you're not doing it live while watching animation. They just, you record and they put it all together later. That's still oh, how that's they like do it. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like what we do. That's like what we do. How most is KP. done, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but now I record completely remotely. So, and most of us do. They just opened up an LA studio recently, so some of the kids are going in in person. Um, they allow me to still record remotely, just with my schedule and my life, it makes things a lot easier. Sure. But they work the magic after the fact with syncing everything, yeah. which I think is fascinating, and I would love to see how they do that. So then um, you wanted to be a singer as opposed to being, like you didn't go, right. you didn't come out of school and go, I want to be a voiceover actor. Exactly. She's a singer too. Yeah, because she or sings singer the song. first. It well, sounds singer like. first. So yeah. that's the thing, and this is where I'm like, oh gosh, I hope this isn't lame, but I actually have very little acting or like legitimate voiceover experience. No, because that's not lame at all. Music no. was the thing. I was a yeah. music major, studied opera. Sure. I was going to be a singer. Well, you know, he, he, we've spoken about the fact that one of the entry points for me doing KP because I, that was my first big big animation yeah. character oh, was because so I had thank you it was because I had singing background and so it was I was able to kind of like enter into that twist that, that way. in yeah because you did like the theme song and the no other, I didn't not do the that. theme song I did a song a secondary say song. the word I remember the name say of the, the song say the word and could it be when they kiss that, that prom oh really about? oh that that was you sung that one too <gasps> yeah that was me I didn't know <laughs> that. Well, Ron see, and Kim kissed the, during I that song. The Ron and Kim see, that's kissing. the thing about the voiceover world, though, that I actually think is just so cool. It's like you don't know who these people are. Like Marnie Nixon, remember Marnie Nixon? Um, and she was the voice on like The King and I, and oh, oh my gosh, uh, 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 West Side Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly uh, what you're talking voice, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice, voice. Uh, West Side Story, and oh, there's one, My Fair Lady. She, so, so she was the singing voice. She of the sung actual, for Natalie yeah. Wood in, in the original '60s. What? Yeah, and she was, was like the unsung kind of voice of her generation. Yeah, it was but no one knew. Yeah. And it also well, wasn't kosher. You, you to couldn't know because you couldn't break the the fourth wall. Of exactly. course, Natalie Wood sung when it was like obviously it wasn't mm-hmm. Natalie Wood. I don't think Natalie would ever claim that she sang, but right. they also don't ever it just say wasn't like who it was. It. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nowadays, I feel like it's more everything's like, talked about nowadays. Yeah, yeah, everything's talked. You about can just nowadays. look up who sings what. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, so okay, so then you wanted to be a singer. Yes. So let's say Coco Melon never happened, and we'll get back to Coco Melon. <laughs> yeah. Coco oh, Melon yeah, never okay. happened. Where where do you end up in your career? Yeah. As a performer, whatever yeah. that might look like. No, it's a great question. And as you know, in the arts industry, it's a lot of patchworking at the beginning. Sure. You know, you're doing this, you're doing that. And, you know, I was teaching voice lessons and um, just recently stopped. So I taught voice lessons for about 10 years, saying at a church, you know, you get paid to sing at church. Feels terrible saying that, but it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. That's a singer gig. Yeah. Um, and musical theater and some operas. I sang with the San Francisco Symphony Chorus. Wow. You know, so, things like, like that. So, like, a lot of different things. That's awesome. A lot of different things yeah. but it's finally started to hone in which is nice because it's nice to get to a place where it's not all the things yeah, but yeah, um yeah. my other thing quick little shout out to songbird studios in san francisco i'm the manager of a voice teaching studio in the bay area oh, cool. so people can come take voice lessons yeah. um so i hire train and facilitate continued education for teachers so like i teach teachers to teach singing um, and still perform here and there, and then Coco Melon, and all of that combined is. So I go <laughs> and, and then you sleep, and then you sleep when you can. Sometimes and rest my voice, honestly, on the other sure. days. You have sure. such a beautifully clean voice. Oh, you're so sweet. And I say that for someone who's had um, like nodule surgery. And so after I had my nodular surgery, which was the same surgery that Julie Andrews had, yep. which ruined oh. her yep. voice. Yeah, she couldn't. She like never sang again, right? Yeah. Oh, such a shame. And then she sang a little bit in uh, Princess Diaries, but it, yep. you could tell that right. it was it, it was wasn't the same. It yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. a full voice box. Yeah. yeah. And so I was very nervous going into it because that had just happened, where uh, she was like suing the person who did yeah. the, the thing. Oh. oh wow. But I had an opportunity to potentially do Belle on Broadway, and so I said, right. I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to go and mm-hmm. like face my fears of surgery and do it. So mm-hmm. I went under. 
through the knife and I had a clean voice box. Yep. But if you don't have the proper like post-op um, speech pathology and if you right. don't sing correctly. Mm-hmm. You can screw it up again. You can. You can. Didn't Adele go through yep. something like but that yes, too? Yes. And, yeah. and this is a the lot thing of singers like, do. Yeah. there's so much stigma and just like I have so much respect for you going through all of that. Oh, it was, it was there so hard. Is so I... Oh, I like, we have to talk more about that oh, later because I'm a huge yeah. voice nerd too and just yeah, local I can health tell how and everything. Sure. Oh, you're yeah. so sweet. It takes maintenance and it's not always like yeah. this. And I'm um, guessing you're not a heavy smoker. No. Yes, I figured as much. <laughs> or not even like a pretentious thing. I just can't. Yeah, like, yeah, I, part, I, I mean, it's your job. It's, it's your instrument. Except right. when I'm walking down the street and it starts coming my way, I'm like, oh, you know. Please <laughs> like, oh, stop, please stop. Please go away. Yeah, there's a big stigma around it, but it's it's just like athletes. Like think of some of the best athletes in the world. They've all had injuries of sure, some kind of course. and they rehabilitate yeah. and then they go back and you get your knee they're, scoped and you do this and you do that yeah yes and they're never yeah. exactly the same again but they still perform sure and um i think that stigma really needs to be taken down with singers you so know what is the stigma just that oh that um you have bad technique if you lose your voice if you get nodules it means you have terrible technique and you don't know how to sing and you don't know your limits and you got bad habits just bad you habits don't really have as, yeah but the thing is we weren't born on this planet to use our voice to that extent. Like we weren't born to be professional singers. Right. So you're, you're pushing right. your body to an extreme that's not the default. And just like athletes do, they push their bodies past like what bodies were made to do. And so anything like that, you know, everyone has limits. And sure. that's just... So nodules know. are basically these little calluses on the vocal cords that mm-hmm. develop and then they sort of bruise one another. They sort of hit each other mm-hmm. if you're not really pitching your voice correctly. Right. And so this is kind of really cool to talk about with you because yeah. it's something that's very near and dear since the surgery and all of the post-op mm-hmm. work that I had and a lot of the criticism that came exactly. after... You know, people, well, because I went straight into Beauty and the Beast and I was singing eight shows a week, but I didn't have a lot of the technique. And I also think being Even if you do, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's significant. I I, I wasn't going from Broadway show to Broadway show. So like my muscular setup in my my vocal cords wasn't like really beefed up. So I was getting acupressure, acupuncture. Mm -hmm. I was getting my my, uh, larynx massage to Mm -hmm. to pull it back down. Yes, Amy Chapman. Um, yeah, her name sounds familiar. Yeah, Do they actually massage? Like, it's like a oh, yeah, they move it, it around, they, they pull it, it down, they oh, push it to the yikes. side. <laughs> See, I would be curious because yeah. of Ron, like with the way that he did Ron Stoppable's voice, it was pitched up very high. Yeah. Which I feel like was a saving grace for you to to do it because he's done other voices too where it's been like Batman where it's like right, where, it like that, that, right? where your larynx is literally pulled You're down when you do down. those cool. right. yeah, and so cool and then he can also do so many voices in one session don't they hire you to do like three different yeah, voices and it's, it's up three, to three yeah, 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 and how do you manage that like do you ever feel fatigued to, or like we talked that, about it there's I mean there's times where yeah it depends on what you're doing if you're like for instance it's one of the reasons I stopped doing video games is because video games at, at least back in the day used to just shred your voice oh I can so you imagine. would do a four-hour session where y- you know you were screaming at the top mm-hmm. of your lungs for four hours oh, uh, yeah, yeah it was it yeah. was terrible but no I mean most sessions they, they go pretty quick and you know mm-hmm. you're there two three hours and depending on out. yeah what yeah. kind of characters you're doing and especially if you're doing mm-hmm. three characters a show you're usually not three leads it's like you know right. you're doing guard number two right. and the mayor yep and then yep. maybe Ron Stoppable kind of thing. So it's like right. you have one. So it's not like you're sitting there just bashing yourself. But no, I had I had some problems with my vocal cords before. Yeah, you um, have a great ENT, right? And that you've gone yeah, to. Yeah, so Have you ever been, gotten like scope? Sure. To see the sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you clean? Uh, or do you I, I am. Not, yeah, I am. But there was uh, there was a time they didn't know what what was going on there, and there was a bruise on my vocal cords. Oh but my gosh, that was fine. Mm-hmm. It went away. Oh, okay. But yeah, shout out to Dr. Warren Line in Burbank who. Um, awesome is an ENT who deals with a ton of voiceover actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, every time I'd walk in, he'd be like, uh, what are you doing this week? I'd be like, I have eight sessions. And he'd just go, no, no actor should have eight sessions a week. I'm like, but yeah. I'm an actor. I, I want know, eight, but you I want eight more. Yeah, you know, know. And he's like, this I is, know. you know, so you walk in and you see other actors that you know kind of sitting in the in the waiting room waiting for you. Yeah. But I had to do, I had to do in order to get through this run, which I was going to say eight days a week. That's like not... It's eight shows, right? Or but shows, yeah, it right. is seven, but, yeah. though. It is. Yeah, yeah. You only get Monday off. But I, I I, did it for four months. Or was it four? No, yeah. It was four months or so. And then they and then they added me another four months. Because at the time, I was still like pretty present in everyone's minds with a lot of these Disney shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, you keep 
the butts in the Keep seats, going. so let's extend. But um, my voice was starting to, I believe, get a little bit more sure. shredded. How is it not? I mean, e exactly. How can yeah. you not when you're? That's again, like using the athlete kind of thing. It's right. Like, well, I was I'm running doing, all day long. How you know, do your, your, knees your, not your vocal cords get? are like the two teeniest pieces of tissue, and yeah. they like yeah. vibrate thousands of times per second, yeah. and, and you're just hitting multiply notes that. that. Are and you're doing that over and over. Yes. They offered. Yeah. They offered, which, which I guess technically, I'm not sure is ethical, but they they <laughs> offer <laughs> you these inhalers that have like cortisone in them. Okay, yes. So you can do and inhalers. I mean, the rock stars, like the like the real... Yeah, that guy. Hello, Cleveland! Those yeah, guys, they, yeah. And they, they, they get paid to sound like that. Yeah, and they exactly. want them. They actually yeah. want those nodules on right. their vocal cords. It's part of the sound. It's yeah. part of the sound. Like mm -hmm. Rod Stewart has nodules, doesn't want them removed. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. it's weird. I mean, I worked with one voiceover actor. I won't say his name, but he was a, he's a, uh, an older actor and one of the best in the business and a heavy smoker. Okay. And I yeah. remember one time going up to him going, uh, you know, I'm just curious, how long are you going to yeah. smoke? And I'll, I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, I figure in another five years, I'll be able to hit all the registers that I want. And I was like, <laughs> oh, he's smoking for a reason. Wow. Oh, oh because like he wanted he, to. He wanted to hit, like he figured oh, another five Lord. years of smoking and he'd be able to hit a lower raspier. So he's like, wow. I should be able to hit all the registers. But I wonder I like, if technically, wow. yeah. oh if he could do that, achieve that without. Right, probably because you can but, train like a low laryngeal sure. position. I mean, and, we, like, you know, we talked but, to Kevin Conroy, who's Batman yeah. Forever, and you know, he he puts on that voice, and he's yeah. like, wow. I mean, it's yeah. just got that baritone to it. So you you so you ended up working with a lot of kids. Then do you end up ever teaching the kids? Um, well, like the cocoa melon kids. Yeah, yeah. Did no, ever... I've never met any of them. Oh no, this is the See, so this I actually is... don't even know my daughter or my husband. Or... Oh wait a minute. <laughs> We need to talk about this. The is one of the, but this is one of the things that we want to talk about here because yeah. uh, that's one of the things that people don't understand that, that makes this side of the industry different than almost right. any other side of the industry right. is you can work for years and, and never actually meet. So one of the things mm -hmm. we've talked about, which we're building up to, and we're very excited, is this is the 20th anniversary of Kim Possible. <gasps> and the cast of Kim Possible <laughs> so, so, so. has never been in the same room together. So for the first time ever, uh, at some point on I Hear Voices, we're going to have the entire cast of Kim Possible together. It's never happened. Oh, my So again, gosh. you're on this juggernaut that is just yeah. huge, and you don't know the, the, your fellow. You've been working no. for years, and you don't know your fellow cast. No. Would you recognize them if you saw them? Ava, yes, the one who's JJ, because her mom and I Facebook message all the time. Okay. Um, you know, so we'll just talk about things behind the scenes, and I've emailed with my husband occasionally. <laughs> now, who plays your husband? Uh, my husband is Jake Tickner. <laughs> this, this, okay, first of all, this is why I love podcasts because I anybody mean, who just pops I, in on this is going to have somebody hearing somebody go, my husband's name is Jake Tickner. <laughs> like, I, I don't think, know my husband. I think it's, well, I mean, yeah, people ask me all the time, who voices this and that? And I'm like, sure. uh, you know, I, does I know it change? Is there a turnover that you don't even realize? Um, for the adults, it's been pretty consistent. Okay. For the kids, yes, because they your voice hit changes. puberty yeah. and they your voice changes. Change. So in the last Absolutely. nine years, there's been like a couple. There's yeah. been some switchovers. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's go back. So yeah. my kids are obsessed with Coco Melon. You oh, guys have I'm like so what is it like ten billion <gasps> views or something? First of all, don't apologize. I grew up. I think up, it's a hundred. It's I, over I checked last night in case views. you were going to ask. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah. it was like. 128 million subscribers and then like about the same 120 billion views. That's insane. It is, it is the second you most watched YouTube channel. The second most watched YouTube channel. What's the YouTube top channel. one? The top one's like um, The top one is uh, I PewDiePie? T something. Which I still no, don't T know what something. That is. T series is the number one and number two is Coco Melon. Okay. Jeez yeah. Number two on the internet machine it's is crazy. Coco Melon which is, which is now when you started mm -hmm. how long did it take before you realized wait a second we've got something here? Yeah, um, I'd probably say maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, like three or four years in. So it took like, that long. I, I'd, I'd say so. Maybe a little, because it was like a slow climb. And then I felt like it was like overnight that new media became the new thing for kids. Right. Like cable was no longer the thing. No. And it was them looking up things on YouTube and yeah. Netflix. And yeah. how did you see that? I'm curious. How did you feel well, that change? Yeah, that's the funny thing. Um, YouTube, I noticed just from like popping on, I don't watch the videos all the time, believe it or not. You know, I don't have kids yet. And right. so I record them, I send them along, you know, yeah. you probably hear the songs more than I do. I do. Um, and I just, you know, started popping on and going, oh, oh, wow. No. Oh, wow. 
wow, okay. Um, and then I remember once uh, noticing or seeing an article someone sent me that it got pushed onto Netflix, and I actually didn't even know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so that happened, and yeah. it just, this stuff happens so fast. Yeah. It happens overnight. Oh, wow. And, um, cool but I think it's because kids are trigger happy. They just press play, you know, yeah. over and over. And, you know? It's also because, yes, they, they love that repetition. Yep. And the parents, parents are eager. Keep them quiet. Exactly. Ex- You're yes. very eager to make your ha- kid happy and watch something that's safe. Mm-hmm. What Coco Melon I think provides is that feeling of like a safe family environment. Sure. Yeah. And right. so like a lot of things are not like that anymore. Like when right. when I was coming up or like when when TGIF was around and he was in Boy Meets World or like when mm-hmm. we did KP, like there was a push for things not to be <laughs> so edgy or like tackling big problems right. and morals of this. I mean, granted on TJF, you guys had very special episodes and stuff, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was always like at the end of it, it was like a happy, yes. a happy right. safe yes. No matter what happened in the beginning or throughout, yeah. and then it would end with that, yes. you know. And you knew make, that you could sit your kids down with you yes. and watch. I mean, certain age kids, but Coco Melon is for really young kids, it is. right? Yeah. Like really well, what I feel kids. like they're doing a good job with Coco Melon and just a lot of the kids shows these days um, is trying to bring in as real life experiences as they can that kids experience. Yeah. You know, like my kid was gonna go to, my kid was gonna go to their first day of school, and we watched yes. first that day of first day of school, mm-hmm. and it was helping them kind of mentally prepare yes. through song. Yes. And then, oh my goodness, we sing all sorts of songs from Coco Melon oh, as sort of mantras, though, to the okay. child. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's like they're like, yeah, um, like one, two, buckle my shoe, but now it's like. It's their song. Right. So, oh, brushing their teeth. Like, there's yep. a really you showed me the one. brushing your teeth one. I instantly went and brushed my teeth. It worked. Oh, she did. It absolutely worked like a charm. You I was did. like, I gotta go do this oh now. My God. And might I add yeah. that she is beautiful, a Sicilian oh, lady. You're so sweet. I am Sicilian. My kids think that. <laughs> I don't think that they animated the mom f- to be to look like you, right? Oh, Did they? stop. Well, can I just preface, you know, I got my makeup professionally done today. Yes, <laughs> you she know, looks I, amazing. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, but that's the funny thing. A lot of times they'll have, sorry, off topic a little bit. but No, uh, no such thing here. No such thing here. Parents will say on TikTok, they'll be like, um, they say a lot of things on TikTok, but they'll, they'll say, she always looks so perfect and like put together. The like mom? they never show her in a messy bun or sweatpants. I'm like, well, that's what I'm wearing when I'm recording, if it helps. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, no makeup. Uh, like sweatpants yes. recording and then she looks perfect and beautiful. Well, I will say that my kids think that I kind of look like her and they'll be like, mommy, that's you. And yes. I'm like, hey, thanks. Wow. That, is nice. that is mommy. That Sometimes is I'm like, I even told my husband, I go, hey, uh, Brendan, um, the kids think I look like the Coco Melon mom. Yes. yes. He was like, yeah, cool. He's like, that's like I got compliment. First of all, your Brendan like, impression is spot, like spot on. I don't look like that guy. Spot on by the Brendan impression. He doesn't think that he looks like the dad, though. And let's just bring up the dad, because okay, some people the, think he's yeah. problematic. Well, let, me, let me say something here. I there know been, about yes. none of this world, and all day <laughs> she's been talking. Well, I am. Oh, just I'm along for the ride. There's I'm in the backseat. There's a lot of questions. There's but like, she's like, we got to bring up the dad. And I'm like, well, what's about the dad? She's like, we'll get there. We'll get there. But we got to talk about the dad. So... <laughs> What's up with the dad I, on Coco Melon? Is something going on that I, I don't know like about? I feel like there's just something kind of unfair about the fact that, like, the mom, like, everyone loves the mom. She's just, like, sweet. How can you not love her? And then there's this weird... Well, it depends. It depends when it comes... <laughs> is that what it is? Is the dad creepy? Let's I didn't be honest. want to say it, but that was it real here. <laughs> so, no, it's not that the dad is creepy, of course. No, no. And you don't even need to say any of that stuff because no. we want you to keep your job. Yes, but, thank you. Um, the dad is not creepy. He just creeps around and he's like, hey, guys... <laughs> He goes like this. He'll be like, he she'll does. be like with the baby. I say she. And he's like, like, hi. <laughs> she'll be with the baby, the JJ baby. And she'll be like, brush your teeth. And he's like, you gotta brush your teeth. Wow. And then he goes, so he just occasionally goes and pops his, in. For and then he just goes back and watches football. And like, yeah, and just like, do they show the him watching football? The, the, the Coco Melon world is, is almost very, it's very poetic. It, it's kind of like a commentary on the American domestic, like, uh, dynamics, okay? Like, okay. if right. you really want to take a look right. at it and why people are reacting to it so viscerally, sure, is because you know there's a mom, there's a dad, there's these three kids. They live in a nice house. Everything is bright and white, mm-hmm. and there's you know there's the there's the part of Coco Melon that is that's uh, anamorphic or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Anam- anthropomorphic, like there's animals that talk to. Oh, right. okay, gotcha, right, right, gotcha. Right. I didn't know. Right. Yes, yes. Right? but then yes. for kind the, of that myth- magical part of it. Yeah. But okay. like you were saying, it's that. Once they became a, a greater and greater empire, they realized that they needed to lean into this domestic mm-hmm. kind of nuclear to family structure. To make it structure. relatable. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's a traditional 
family structure. Correct. It is. Mom, Currently, dad, three it's kids. It's very traditional. They, I'm very proud of the direction it's going with all the different characters they're bringing in so there's, and other ethnicities. And, and they're even voicing the voiceover artists with ethnicities good. that coincide, which I think is fantastic. So that's so it's so showing good. that tra- the, tra- the yeah. traditional life is not the only life out there where happiness is going to find you. Right. Which is great, which is necessary in this day and age. Yes, so. and, the, and you'll see soon... I don't know what I can and can't say, um, but they're going to start branching out the families more, like with the kids at school, with their families and their parents, oh, and it yeah. won't always be traditional. They have teachers and stuff. They have all sorts of different um, yep. people. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Now, as somebody, okay, so I, now I'm going to ask both yeah, of you because yeah. you're both so excited. Um, <laughs> somebody who's never seen Coco Melon, pitch me the show. What's the show? What is Coco Melon? Um, are you tired and do your kids like <laughs> bright colors? That's the pitch? Put it on Coco Melon. <laughs> wow. Okay. And you'll be good to go for at least Potty training. a half hour. Okay. Learning how to brush your teeth, learning how to share. So it's essentially all it's the little, all the books all that the... my mom used to read me growing up yes. made it's into like an animated series. It's like Dick and Jane. Like it's like Jane and Dick in, 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 in song form. On a cheesy note, it kind of like, what is nice about it is I feel like it just provides, or animation in general provides a safe space for kids to explore the emo- their emotions, their feelings, their experiences oh, through sure. characters. And like, you know, an adult might lose their job, a kid might lose their toy, obviously different things, but the feelings are just as real. And like Coco Melon tries to do the best they can with showcasing those scenarios where yes. maybe they lost their toy or they didn't see their friend or they're moving. I think there's an episode where they're moving and... You know, so I was like, oh, okay, they're getting like deeper with it. They you do. Know? They have a range of. It's not of, just surface anymore. Yeah, yeah, because the kids can't. I think the thing is, is that we treat our children differently than generations before. We're we're yes. honoring kids' big feelings. They're called yes, and Coco Melon is honoring that in song form, like. You know, the first day of school is 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 very daunting to a child. Sure. So you need to communicate with them. And the best way to do that, if they're already kind of sitting down in the home, is to like sit there and watch it with them. I connect with my kids legit. That's great. Yeah. During oh, that milestones with so her character's voice and the and, and the they and don't the give thing. trophies to people for coming in like ninth, right? What do you mean? Like that's the kid. That's the thing now. It's like you came in ninth and you oh, didn't. You oh. ran to the wrong base. Here's a trophy. Oh right, right? like that's trophies for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. They they Coco Melon rules, man. I don't think so. I don't think okay. they would. I think that they they they're gonna be like, here's how you cope with not winning. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And here's how to learn celebrate to your friend because they did Egg. win. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Like over That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No, no, there yeah. isn't an over coddling. Right. In fact, like like the mom character is very nurturing when the baby and the kids are fighting the language that they're using in the in the lyrics of the songs mm-hmm. are also sort of reaffirming this type of parenting structure that's happening yes, right now where it's like parenting yeah this is how you brush your teeth like it's like let me show you how to do it you know it's mm-hmm. just very different than like looney tunes like honestly right, right, right. when we grew yeah. up we we had to know at an early age that when a when a, car- a cartoon character was flattened by an anvil that he was going to get popped back up. Right. And it was like, that was like for, that was our Coco Melon was like Looney Tunes. I remember that. That's wow. so interesting. Okay. My parents were making dinner and I was watching I guess Looney so, but Tunes. I don't, I don't think Looney Tunes was trying to teach you anything necessarily. That's right. funny though you yeah. say that because recently I was trying to think like, what was the Coco Melon when we were little? Because I think we're, we're in a similar millennial. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Wouldn't it have been like, something what, like. Barney? I get, well, it's again, it also depends on how old you are and I'm not going to ask, but yeah. I'm being 45. Oh, it 32. was like, see, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. so I would say it would be the equivalent of like Sesame Street, which is okay, still around. Yes. Yeah, but, right. see, but I animated wise, I can't but like, that's think so of it. It's exclusively animated. Sure, 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 sure. And um, it's, it's, I wouldn't actually technically call Coco Melon, I'm sorry, maybe oh, you disagree. Oh, okay, no. But I wouldn't call it educational. Sure. Yeah. I, it's, Interesting. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I wouldn't, I would rather put on Sesame Street to do what Sesame oh, yeah. Street does. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. What Coco Melon is, is a safe space for the child to just be entertained. Right. It is now, much Is that a mom way of saying you can put it on and know that your kid is going to be distracted so you can, you go, can and go do go other things? Dinner. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. well, I'm just want, I mean, if we're being honest, right, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, it's a but safe thing. But they're not going to go harm parents. themselves and break right. their arms like they did in the 80s. You know, yeah. right. like, well, we learned a lot with those broken arms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, hey, it's true. Hey, seatbelts, very important. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's Our what seats. it is. That's the question is. Is it is Coco Melon being made for the children or is it being made for the parents? Well, that's oh, why the views are as high because they're. It's what do you mm-hmm. think? Well, you know, I think it's a lot 
for the parents, you know, um, however I get, I get very mixed reviews. I get people who just, Oh, thank you so much. You save my household every day. I love you. And then I get like, I'm so sorry, all respect, but I can't stand hearing your voice all day in my house. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I totally understand. But they're nice to you though, right? (laughs) They are. are. So everyone across the board has been very like kind. Oh yes. Nobody's trying to take down Coco Coco Melon Melon Mom. No. Cause even on, on, on TikTok, they'll do lots and lots. They'll say, play this this beginning, almost like the Kim Possible ringtone. Right. They've oh, got yeah. like a ringtone-y kind of thing. That they, oh, yes. In the beginning. And so it's like it goes, right? And so they have like the quick like audio sample of it. Okay. And they say, play this and watch what your kid does. And the kids come running oh, down they, the oh, hall. Oh, the TikTok challenge. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it's very funny. It is funny. However, I, I will say it is for the parents and kind of on a cheesier note though too, what's really like warmed my heart is when I'll hear, I've actually heard this quite a bit, parents saying like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, my daughter or son has auditory and speech issues and this has tremendously helped them oh, that's to huge. Yeah, yeah, improve their speech and through the songs. And because I think the music is part of it too. Too. Like music is that other language that's woven in. Sure. Um, yes, yeah, kids so the, relate to the tempo of sure. it is at a very. I, what would you call like a mid tempo? It is a mid tempo. It's yeah. not too fast. Yep. It's, it's funny. It's you not say that. like Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. on the double. Some of those songs are just like <laughs> frat chants that you're just like, no, I don't want to like go. 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 Are you getting him children. in on this show? Are, are you getting him in on this show? We should. I'm, I'm sure. sure we will. Yeah, All sure the people will. come yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. But I can't. It's it is just such a different world when you have kids and when you don't have kids because there's are things I never. My wife and I will never ever look at each other and go like, I can't hear that Paw Patrol song. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it'll never happen. It just won't happen. So yeah. it's, but here's what I would say about something like Coco Melon or any of the other stuff going on in in relation to children's programming, especially, or all programming, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, in this day and age with everything we're going through, especially in this country, everything that's going on, how divided we feel, everything that's happening, something that's just nice yeah. is great. Yeah, right. That's all it is. It's just nice. And there's nothing wrong with just being nice. People pick it apart, or even I do. Well, I don't have kids, so I don't... But you know what? If it's just nice, then... Who cares? If it's a good thing, it's, it's a, a good thing. thing. Exactly. And like, yeah. exactly. let's just let things be good things. It's a good, it's a nice little song yeah. that's teaching kids to, br- to right. brush their teeth. Great. Right. Like, it's just nice. And you right. know, there's also some criticism, and I guess this isn't just for Coco Melon. However, I have heard it geared more towards Coco Melon of like the danger of them being so addicted to the colors and the mu- and like sure. too much TV. Sure. And you know, right. I'm also like, oh yeah, there should be moderation, you know? Sure. Well, it's um, these compilations that they know, make. They make. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. And I think the third time I'm going to say it is really when it's going to sound creepy. <laughs> um, can we get more into the Craigslist? Yes. So, because yes. we, what we want to talk about is, you, it is pretty amazing the evolution of Coco Melon. Where you literally got cast off of singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on your phone. Yep. To off of a Craigslist ad. Yep. Recording exactly in the strange happened. man's basement that yep. you met on Craigslist, which <laughs> again wonderful. is a wonderful guy, wonderful but guy. still first time <laughs> yeah. Craigslist now in some guy's basement yep. <laughs> and, uh, and recording to now uh, it's the second most watched thing on YouTube. And which is you, basically anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is basically anywhere. Because any, as, as I was and told. I have no idea. But that's no the thing. idea. So I was told by one Disney executive not too long ago that kids don't watch anything anymore except on YouTube. Like it is right. the number New one thing. thing. It's was he it sad? Was he like, was he <laughs> like, she, she. was she like, wow, um, this is like a real problem. It, well, it, it was a problem because what she said was, she said it's the, the evolution has come so quickly that yeah. um, the other right. thing is that, you know, she said Overnight. we took a whole group of young people from 12 to 15, I think it was even, might've been even been younger, 10 to 15. And we showed them our biggest movie of all time, which was only, what, 10 years ago, High School Musical, and, and they, they hated know? it. So she said they all, they said everybody, all the kids have changed so much that nobody's watching the same stuff. It's all going to YouTube and it's all for, if it's younger kids, it's all kind of content like this, which again, mm-hmm. very short nice, form short, content, um, which is good, but yeah, also like bad. Minutes. It is, you are making, you know, it's maybe not holding the attention span. So attention spans are getting mm-hmm, shorter. Right. It's bright, it's flashy, it's quick. Right. But the thing that's unique about you, as opposed to maybe some of the other people on the show, even like you said, because there's turnover with the kids, mm-hmm. is that you've been able to watch this yeah. evolution from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You, have a, you are in a very unique perspective. Yeah, I actually just realized recently, I don't mean this in any kind of conceited way, but I, I'm the longest standing 
person. That's great. Because it's gotten bought out. Sure. So Jay's gone and, you know, he's the one who hired me. Yeah. And then you're there longer than the creator of the show. And yeah. but I don't see how or why they would ever want to want to replace you but only because your voice to me is a very specific voice like I as the mom see myself in her right that's what that's what it's supposed to do that's what a good show is supposed to do that's like the point yeah 100% connect oh do you Selena when you hear the mom do you're like oh this is mommy I'm mommy see my other friend too that warms my heart (laughs) now there is so seeing the the growth of this show do you think that the pandemic had anything to do all kids are home all right. parents are home. Everybody's kind of together now in right. one space for a, right. a, 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 at this point, an infinite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's finite, but we still, you know. Whatever. And also no school and no exactly. child's care. Nothing. And how so do you entertain your do kids? Do you think that had something to do with the, the, the leap that has happened with the show? Yeah. Well, honestly, I think the leap, like the big leap happened a little before that happened before the pandemic, but I definitely think it expedited even going even faster and like going from millions to billions. Like it definitely, billions, billions. That's insane. The way that YouTube works is that once it's, it's a spillover effect. It's like, once you start to get the millions, then you're probably going to end up getting the billions. Really? The way that the algorithm works is that it rewards views, right? So then more of the same people that are tuning into it will be served your videos versus mm-hmm. the competitors' videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So then they're in a binge, they're in a binge watch all yeah. of the videos. And then they do these really smart things on these channels where they do compilations for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, they 60 just minutes. They paste them all back to back. And they're all wow. back to back yeah. so that and then they run ads throughout mm-hmm. so they can monetize. Because for the most Very part, smart. there's no paid advertising during Coco Melon. It's just right. based on viewership. Right. And now Coco Melon does have like toys and stuff. And you were mm-hmm. saying you're actually in some of the toys. I'm in some of the toys. They they just copy paste. They just take the sure. existing audio. Oh, material. so they don't make you uh, re-record. No. no. They kind of bought you out yep. as a buyout contract. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Buyout contract. Okay. Um, and actually, same goes for like you might know Coco Melon is also on Spotify and okay. it's on Netflix. And back in the day, they used to copy paste the music from YouTube and then just put those videos back to back on Netflix and pull that music for the Spotify songs. But now it's completely separate. So there's music just for Spotify and then just for the Netflix videos, which are now different from the videos on and YouTube. Why is that? They need a clean you know, record? It's a great question. I don't know. I think they're just trying to expand and expand and That's expand. what I think it is. It's just more content. And it's it's just more content. Yeah, more is more. It, okay. More is more is but more. Yeah. But technically yeah. they're re-recording you for Spotify because they don't want to copy paste that song. Oh, well, they're doing all new music. That's the thing. Oh, I it's think it's like all new stuff. Songs. Yeah, it's not, oh, yeah. They, okay. they have me redo some songs that I maybe recorded like three years ago. Mm. Um, and then they just want like a fresh take of it. Um, but Spotify, they have also told me they want it to kind of be its own style, a little bit more party music upbeat. Gotcha. So you'll find some more are we gonna get the coco melon remix <laughs> coming out soon coco like, melon featuring the trap trap yeah, version afraid. there are was we... like a rap something they had me do once i was actually like really excited what I was, was like, it oh i don't even remember but i just remember <laughs> being like oh this is fun this is like, great i actually get really excited about like spoken parts just like flat spoken acting parts yeah, yeah and like yeah. rapping because well, i sing all the time uh, you do, know but are you doing uh, do you want to do voice work that's I mean, like, what i was just great exactly yes. what i was gonna get into is that if you had your druthers is that what you're gonna do do you want to do more animated work? Well, you're inspiring me just by saying that because short answer, yes. And it's funny because again, it's not what I went into. I was sure. in music. That was my thing. And then it kind of went into Coco Melon. And then all of a sudden my voice was being inserted into this character Yeah, because it was just kind of a voice before that. And then she started having spoken lines. And that's when I started really having fun with all of that. And I... It's funny, I get almost more excited when they send me spoken content because it's just so fun. And like, there's a little less like, well, I don't want to say less technique involved. Acting is all its own technique, but like less precision involved in terms of like, you know, hitting notes. And it's also just different than what you do. It's just different than what I do. Which makes it fun, right? Yes, but I will say like, honestly, I feel underqualified in terms of like jumping on voiceover jobs right now. Like I want to take some legit classes, you know? Well, I think you're saying that because you have such respect for what the voice can do. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think you just go for it. Like one thing I think that we've seen 
in all of the people that we know is that you make bold choices with your voice and your acting and then you go for it. And yeah. I mean, but no, what, where's, do you have any voiceover acting classes? I remember that when we do panels at Comic-Cons, oh, he sure. suggested a couple. Sure. Yeah. There are, I mean, yeah, there, there are plenty of great teachers out there, there's but I mean, there's so much out there. It's there's daunting. a ton out there, but I mean, if yeah. you know, if you want to figure out how to become a voiceover actor, D Bradley Baker's who we were just talking about not too long okay. ago, uh, who's one of the best in the business has a, a website about it. Steve Bloom, who's a great guy like and a name. wonderful teacher. Mm -hmm. um, he also does a lot of Zoom stuff. I've been on his his show before and his classes before. So yeah, there's plenty of, of things to do out there. But yeah. I think any any actor voiceover, uh, uh, any teacher voiceover wise or, or anything else is going to tell you that it's all about acting. Right. So right. you can do as many funny voices as you want. If you right. can't act, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, you, you are, people forget that it's called, it's a voice actor. So the acting yes. is the most important part. Yep. And the other thing is most of the people that we talk to and, and friends of ours are people that did not set out to become voice actors. That's happening right. more and more now right. because See? animation is becoming so popular, yeah. but people set out to be on camera actors or singers right. or opera or something and they yeah. fall into this world and they go, this is a phenomenal world. You I know why I think it, it does make me excited. Does why it? do you, why do you like, why do you like it? I'm curious. Why, what's, isn't it a magical world? Like obviously yes, it's you can a magical see the effect um, of you being a part of it, right? Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, being in something like you're in, you're, you're touching the lives of hundreds of millions of kids and, which and is parents huge. and parents yeah. too but yeah. i mean I, yeah. the parents are kind of they become parents they're they're, they're yeah, set right. in their ways right. the kids you're molding a, an entire generation yeah. of kids that's got to be pretty amazing well and it's funny and I, I appreciate you both like saying all that i, I really do appreciate it because sometimes you know i'll have one of those crises where i'm sitting there going what am I doing in the world? Does it matter? You know, kind of thing. I just sing, you know, but then, you know, I'll hear those stories from parents about sure. how it's helping their kids with speech and auditory issues and helping them learn their colors. And, you know, and it, yeah, it is heartwarming to be reminded of that. So thank you. But I would love to explore more of the true voiceover world. It's just most of all of the acting I've done in my life has been intertwined with music. Sure. I yeah. haven't done much like straight just acting sure. yeah. without music being part of it. Um, and I just respect the acting world and actors so much that I would never be one to say like, oh yeah, I'm a professional actor because I'm but not. You are, but you are. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. But you are. But, yeah. You absolutely are. Yeah. All right, well, I Thank think you. it's time. I'd like okay. to jump in. Well, no, I'd like to this jump in. This is going to be her first class then. Well, no. Well, first I was going to jump into the personal stuff first. Yeah. I want to get a little more about you. Yes. Oh, yeah. And like what was important. So one of the things we love to find out is what is important to you when you were growing up? What was your Coco Melon when you were growing up? Oh, what yeah. could you not miss? What animated series did you love? What cartoon were you like? This is just, this is my jam right here. Okay. Well, side note, I was going to say Mr. Rogers, not animated. Hey, Mr. Rogers totally Mr. counts. Rogers. Hugely important. Yeah. Mr. Oh, my gosh. Hugely important. Every time Mr. he changed his sweater, just, oh, Mr. Rogers. And he had that just nice soft voice. Something and about just, that. Yes. Yeah, um, wonderful. But animated, I mean, primarily Disney. Okay. Like, I grew up with Disney as my university. Okay. And it's where I learned all the important life lessons. Thank you both, by the way. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, when I'm trying to think really little which ones were around when we were, like, really Really little yeah obviously like all the disney like princess movies all of that um who's your favorite but, disney ooh, princess um, oh it's gotta be Belle. God. it's bell <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually it is bell it is you okay. can ask my parents you can cross check that yeah. it was bell yes um but i guess a little bit older i really did like like proud family on disney channel Great and show. Kim Possible. Another good show. Um, that also, show's okay. That show's all right. It's it all needs right. to be rebooted, though. I agree. Yeah. It does. <laughs> and uh, my initials are KP. Yes, so they are. I have you can sing. You can sing the the new uh, the new rebooted theme song. Theme song. Please, that's that would awesome. be awesome. Oh my god! And we get to look at you. And go, what's up, KP? Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, can I get that on replay to like just keep for myself? So you doing cool. that? Cool. Um, but no, I mean, really, Kim Possible too. And like, as cheesy as it sounds, like it really was an empowering show. Like, it, was it at really. The time. Yeah. This is a full it, circle like, moment for it, me. It is. That, that KP inspired this KP that's now yes. inspiring my babies. Yes. Okay. A hundred percent. That's beautiful what they call life. a Tarantino circle. Well, and they're just in our yeah. gener our generation, not like we're old, but you know, when we were younger, there wasn't as much of that like female empowerment, you know, that's yeah. really evolved over the years. And now sure. the Disney movies are like really getting it right. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't need a prince, you know, it's not what it's about anymore. They've changed the the the, the topics of conversation. Yes. Yes. As well they should. Yes. I mean, I think that's great. Well, how many how many movies should you do about finding the one true love? I mean, that's right. just boring at first. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a pretty important thing, though, finding your one yeah. true love. If you can. I mean, not everybody does, so. But Loving yourself, I think, is probably movie. the most important thing. That's true. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, yeah. But going back to kind of what you were saying, like, I think just the magical thing about animation is that it triggers the imagination. Like, no matter what, what age you it are. It does, yeah. That's like, cool. no matter how true. old you are. I think that's um, true. And so it was a huge part of like me developing creativity as a kid. Like I feel like I watched animation like even into like my younger teen years. Okay, too. I still watch it all the time. Uh, yeah. All the time. All, it's what are your go-tos? Like what do you watch like every week? Do you uh, how oh, much I animation mean, I, do you watch? I'm I watch anime I watch every new, especially so DC, uh it's so funny because the DC superhero movies that are live action are not nearly as good as DC's animated movies. Which You mean like DC, Doom Doom Patrol? Like what? Doom Patrol? What's <laughs> Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol. You haven't seen it? It's I, a live action yeah, DC no, show. Yeah, no. I mean it like. It felt relevant for the conversation. That's good. No, I mean, I mean like all the. I can never get mad at all him. All the kind of animated great DC stuff that comes out. All the Justice Leagues. The oh, Justice yeah. League Darks. Uh, all the kind of Catwomans. All the Harley Quinns. All the stuff that's out there. Like I love, I watch that stuff all the time. And my so wife you're like is so binging funny, or like, rewatching? Yeah, yeah. Um, both. I mean, there's times yeah. I will turn on Batman the Animated Series. I will turn on Justice League. I will try. I'm a big DC fan when it comes to animation. I'm a big Marvel fan too, but I was going to say like Marvel type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like Marvel too. Uh, yeah. You know, I was, I was, uh, you know, Peter Quill. I was Star Lord for five years on Guardians of the Galaxy. So I was, I loved the Marvel universe as well. But the DC universe to me has always been my, you know, my go to since I was a kid. So watching all that stuff you have a is history. hugely important to me. Interesting. And, and it, I, going back to what you said, triggering mm -hmm. your imagination, oh. but it also, brings you right there's something pavlovian about it where it brings you mm -hmm. right back to childhood yeah so yeah, really I, like when our, very like when, safe about it. like when we meet our fans every they always like they when they quote unquote fangirl or fanboy it's like they become kids again mm -hmm. they yeah. like revert yes. back it's yeah a, Which safety I love. is a perfect word it's a feeling of safety it is wonderful and, like, and it's it's yeah. a, and it does it take they say that there's there's three scents that take you back to childhood uh right. quicker than any other smells it's play-doh Peanut butter and crayons. Oh, they're designated scents. Yeah, no, no. This is actually when you smell them as an adult. When you smell either Play-Doh, crayons, oh, or peanut butter, for sure. It, your olfactory senses Definitely kick in, Play -Doh, yep. and it kind of brings you right back to childhood. Yeah, Play-Doh and, and a crayons. Serotonin sure. boost, yep, and you're, you're, you, there's a safety to it. I get that sometimes visually, but I mean, I deal with anxiety. I've talked about mm -hmm. this for, I've dealt with it for twenty yeah. some odd years. So anything that relaxes me is something that is I good. hold close to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And animation has always been one of those things where I can turn it on, and it just, it's comfort for me. Um, so I, the idea that you are doing that for an entire generation of kids yeah. in the billions of views, billion, I'm saying that no, again, no, no, people, no, no. Honestly, billions she's of doing views. it for parents, they're, do, the, they're for parents they as well, are, sure. because when I know that my child is sitting someplace safe for a certain amount of time, because they're really only about three minute videos and, and then, learning something, well, it's some weird. of them, some of some the videos, of them, yeah. yeah. But even just yeah. like that, it's not that they're learning something wrong or like they're just, it's just fair. Like you said, it's just nice. Yeah. You, yeah. you can, I can tell you that my anxiety level in the middle of the day is pretty high if I'm exclusively watching the kids and mm -hmm. very tired or whatever, right? Sure. In the, and, and this is why this is kind of relatable. And so I'm very anxious. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just get the, launch the YouTube. Yeah. I'm in the house. Like, and it's reliable. I you know, you can, can deal with my yeah. anxiety. That's like great. that is a legit. That's mm -hmm. great. Concern. And think about it. How many things, anything out there, are can genuinely affect somebody that is eighteen months old and somebody that is twenty eight or twenty nine years old, thirty years old. Very few things right. can hit the, those two markets Honestly, at the same time. That's what Disney's time. up against. Oh, right I now. see what you're saying. Right. It took me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that's it's so you're true. affecting the kids and you're affecting the parents. Right. Um. It's and then there's people like me that I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. It's a whole, again, that's the nerddom. That's, that's the joy right. of the nerddom. But it's webbing out. About it. yeah. The longer it that you guys stay in, yeah. and then the more and more mainstream, you're going to web out. And I don't think it's going anywhere. Okay, so what's the future well, and, of Coco? And I know you were wondering a lot about the trajectory. So yeah, yeah if I kind of went really fast with it, yeah, Craigslist post, saying Twinkle Twinkle Star over the phone. And then, you know, it was just these kind of videos on YouTube. To be honest, at the beginning, I didn't even really tell many people about it because I just you know, graduated with my opera degree. And sure, I was right, like, right. I'm singing Twinkle Twinkle professionally. <laughs> um, no one's going to watch that. No. Um, and then it grew traction, you know, a couple of years later. And then literally like overnight is when it blew up. Um, and then so now it's on Netflix, Spotify, and they have more ideas and things that are going to be happening. I can sure. tell you How that. How do you know that? Do they bring they you into those conversations? They do tell me some things, yes. Why do they do that? Why do like, they tell you? Fun little, you know. Because they like you. I, I well, obviously, so. but yeah. she's remote. So. How do you guys? Because usually, when I would find out stuff about our show, 
Um, I'd have to be there. Like, you know how like Mark oh, and Bob will be like, by two, the way. It's also 2000, so they'd hand us a letter or something like that. This was, there was no, <laughs> right. this, there was nothing on the YouTubes. Yes. It was well, like, actually, yeah. they just emailed me the other day like, hey, we want to set up, um, hey, KP, uh, <laughs> we want to set up another Zoom meeting just to like audio check in, just check sure. in, t- talk about things in the future of Cocomel and where things are going. Oh, that's great that um, you're kept in the loop for everything. They you know, are. Like, actually, ever since the acquisition, you know, it's, I've been kept in the loop about more things and where oh, they're Things to go, yeah, which is nice. But I do also find out about some things they just happen, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Um, <laughs> but I did recently learn that I have a name, which I don't think I can say yet because oh, I, I don't know. So if was they it just Coco Melon Mom? It's just Mom. Oh, okay. For a really long yeah, it's time. Just mom and Dad. Save the it's, name. Save the name. Save the name. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. sent me, showed me like a storyboard now of all the characters and their actual names and like things about them and what they like to do and their hobbies. I'm like, wow. this is great. Oh, they're backstoring it. <laughs> now. Nice. It would be good time for yes. you to get those classes in because maybe they'll start to really start to build it out and have an actual show. Right. With less music. You know, I, who knows what they're going to start right. to do. Well, and I know I can say this because it has been publicized. There is a show, another, because Coco Melon is on Netflix already. And then there's going to be Coco Melon Lane, which is even more of a spinoff of Coco Melon. And to be totally honest, I actually don't know my part in it yet. Okay. So, but they have, you have, it's been in articles, so I know I can talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just going in lots of different directions. And they're so smart to do that. They are. They have, yeah. they have to strike it. I mean... The thing I've learned about content creation for yourself, right, is that like you have to like make the bold choices, but then you have to strike while the iron's hot. And if you yeah. know, and you also have to pivot. Like, you know, us doing this podcast isn't something that, you know, a year ago was on the books, but right. like we 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 do the deep digging into the analytics or we just we we, do we also enough. were just talking about it and we're like this would be fun this would be really yeah, that's that was the other thing we it's were just really kind of, the analytics all that stuff i don't know anything about that i was like you know what would be cool is talking to all our voiceover friends and i was like okay and so yeah. that was and you pretty like much know it. so many people already right exactly. so you're just like oh, calling your friends we, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get to call all our buddies in and stuff that's like that so, so that's great. very very cool okay so i have a question then yes um you said you graduated with an opera degree yeah so you get to pick what you sing and the venue, where are you, and what are you singing? Oh, I like that. Oh, like if it's opera specifically? Anything, anything you want, anywhere in the world you want. You Ugh. get to fill an auditorium, a stadium, anywhere you want. What are you singing, and where are you? Okay. Ooh, auditoriums. I have, to, I have to like really think about that. Like outdoor would be cool. Okay, let's say, for the sake of time, because I, <laughs> I really have to think about this, but let's say Hollywood Bowl. Okay. Just like Broadway, Disney. I love that. And this I, is where I was like, I feel like we're the same person. I love that. No, nice. your feel, gorgeous, gorgeous voice. Yeah. Oh my God. And are, so you, are, you. are you you're a soprano? I'm a soprano. Which which side which side are you like coloratura? I'm just like, like a good old boring lyric soprano. Oh, I love so there's that. like coloratura soprano, which is like like the really fast moving kind of singing. Okay. There's like dramatic soprano, which is like think like Brunhilde horns, like oh. Isn't soprano then, just a a a tone of of singing? It is talking about the range, range that you sit singing, in right? when you sing. Yes. Okay. Although mezzo sopranos can sing freakishly high too, but they just tend to have like beefier sounding voices. Oh, okay. Um Cuz so, I was told I'm a um I'm a I'm a bad singer. <laughs> is what I was told. No, so. we need a whole other podcast on the stigma <laughs> of bad singing because everyone okay. can sing. I can rap. Well. The Naked Mole rap was pretty great. <laughs> oh, it is yeah. great. The Naked Mole rap. But uh okay, so now here's yeah. my question. But that's where I live is like the Disney pr- I mean, I'm told yes. every day I sound like a princess. But are you I going do. to be, loves you it, look like hates one. it, but <laughs> on the ride home, I'm guessing though you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be like, "No, no, no, no. no. Oh, that's not <laughs> what I wanted to say. It's going to be the Roman Colosseum. I, I dig it. I see it. Yeah, it's very um, on brand. Oh, oh and you. by the way, yes. if you didn't know, I'm just going to throw a little shout out to some friends. There is um, a Disney Princess concert series that's kind of traveling right now. Um, <gasps> and it's with Susan Egan and it's Annalisa Ooh. Vanderpoel and um, a couple other really amazing ladies. And they're just about, I think they just finished Austin and they're bopping around the whole country. So if you're interested in that kind of Is that singing, something you'd want to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like they're yes. doing this whole tour. That's amazing. And it's it's really wonderful. So. Well, thank you for mentioning that. I mean, yes, I feel like I live in this kind of hybrid world where I was trained classically, but I've also always sang contemporary and like at the end of the day, if I sing pop music, I sound like a classical singer singing pop music. And right. if I sing classical, I sing I sound like a classical singer 
that can sing pop. So I, that's why I love the musical theater kind mm-hmm. of world because sure. it's this perfect hybrid that kind so of... So Broadway, is that something that you're interested in? I, I, mean, I love Broadway. The whole world of it, like what you did with Bell on Broadway... I don't know if I have the mental emotional capacity for, to like handle those demands of performance. Oh, I think you could do. It. You know, oh, thanks. I think you could do. Um, it. Yeah, I do. But just being realistic, like yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I that is a part of the world I had thought about going at one point, and it didn't quite go there. But yeah, musical theater, Broadway, love, love, love. Well, is it, so do, is it a fear? I'm curious. That is that what what makes you would say like I'm not sure I could do it. I think it's more of a. Oof, we're getting deep now. But yeah, that's I, okay. I feel, like, I feel like it's more of like a. I've never quite known where I fit. Okay. Because I'm not just an opera singer, and sure. I'm not just a pop singer. I'm this really interesting hybrid in between. Okay. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, I do. And, and well, that's yeah. why musical theater is great. Mm-hmm. But I think it took me time. It's kind of, you know, journeys are like this. Sure, you know? of course. And so I went the opera route because I had that kind of voice. But then really realized I sounded a little more princessy musical theater and was like, oh, that's where my voice lives. Okay. Um, but I didn't go into it early. Like I didn't do the whole like stage life thing. Right. As a teenager and going into college, like okay. people got their degrees in... Um, because the school I went to, Cal State Fullerton, I got my opera degree in the music department. And then there was the theater department where you could get your musical theater degree. And that was a whole Other like thing. different thing. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. triple threat, dancing, acting, acting comes first, dancing, singing, where I was just music, music, singing, singing, singing. So I feel like, yeah, I've just felt, I guess, underqualified in a way. But I'm trying to... I don't know. Trying to not feel that way. Good. I you think know, that's good. You're, you're I, helping with that. I think Thank that's you. good. Yeah. But it's like know. when you say that you feel like there's this stigma against certain techniques and the way that people sound when they sing and stuff yeah. like that. Like it, 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 it's like that. But that's a good point. Yeah. You can do anything that you choose to do in the future. You know, like I agree. I we're big supporters of you and oh. and and all of the growth that hopefully that Coco Melon will give you and. Thank should you. we do the thing? We should, absolutely. Okay. But I have one more question, just yeah. very quickly. Getting you know back what? To he started off by saying he didn't even know Coco <laughs> I Melon. don't. And he's I the don't. one that's asking I'm the vamping. I'm here for I this. I am vamping because I'm learning about Coco Melon, but I also want to see uh, her. Um, I want to see KP on Broadway. Um, <laughs> so here's the yeah. thing. Because we are, we are I Hear Voices and we talk a lot about yes. animation. So yes. forget about singing for a second. Okay. You can be any animated character you want. You can play any role you want in a great animated series. Who do you play and why? I knew these questions were going to come and I was going to freak out not know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, any anime, of like an exist, obviously anything, an existing. Anything you want. Like a character that exists already? Whatever or you want. Doesn't exist. This, whatever you want. I. Hmm. Okay, this is just where my brain went, but what, like, what if Kim Possible had like a cousin? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like, I, I definitely would want it to be like, woman empowerment okay. uh-huh. kind of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I would like that. Okay. Kim Possible has a cousin. Kim Possible has a cousin. Okay. Who's a, <laughs> but who's like, a it's singer a little, like, on Broadway. We both sort of save the world, but in different ways. I love okay. this. I like, love this. I love this. Because what, I'm trying to remember like Kim Possible, it wasn't a specific thing. She just like saved the world from everything. Yeah, she yeah, was, yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much. She yeah. just had no fear. Yeah. She like she had, had no, no fear, fear and then he had fear, but he was always there to back her up. Right. And he would conquer. Yep. He was the, he was he the conqueror of the fear guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But I could see that. Okay. I, I just, I do feel like I relate so much to KP. Yes. Okay. And, and I promise I'm not just saying that just because it's fitting. <laughs> KP is it's for fitting. you. No, that's but good. KP is for me. And I, you know, I still have a couple friends who call me Composable. And I am not the Composable. She is the Composable. <laughs> the one and only. Take but, it. I yes. give up. <laughs> I'm done. Take it. Remake, remake, remake. Okay. Please. So yes. <laughs> we do have one other fun thing that we do. And it's, yes. it's, it's evolving as our show evolves. So eventually this will be fully interactive, but we're not quite there yet. So what we're doing is um, eventually kids especially, will be calling in and uh, be able to speak to their favorite uh, voiceover talent and send in pictures of characters they've drawn and the voiceover actors get to put a voice to them. But maybe she can sing a song. That's what I'm thinking too. That's, oh God. Here's the (laughs) thing. You can give me words I can sing. (laughs) No, we we called around and- um, Oh. uh, Christy, I think her name is, Christy. Went to her social media platforms. Oh. And kids and other people sent in some drawings. Oh. And we would love you to pick one or two. And if you'd like to do the voice or sing a little song in the character's voice. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, because so different. We are now a little different than you. Yeah, it's put no, you this is on the spot. A good challenge. So I, uh, I oh we're going to we make you blindly pick like two that. if you'd blindly like. Blindly picking. Two. And there's a name at the top, and then there's an age, maybe. Oh, okay. Let's see. And we're gonna you're gonna have to show everybody. We have oh, they're kitties. Both some kitties. Are they both kitties. They're, they're both, both kitties. kitties. It looks like the same person. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I'm trying who, to think if there's like Aubrey, a twelve years old. So that one's from Aubrey, who's twelve. Can we show the camera? Oh, this one. So when you see that character, do you? And again, you don't have to sing okay. if you just want to yeah. do a voice. This is my voiceover practice. Please, this there's this a voiceover my, practice is good. Because the mom's like the one thing I got in my pocket. That that. There like, you go. I, so, I guarantee you, okay, your pocket is but, deeper than that. <laughs> and do we give her a backstory? And does the cat Do-do-do. have a name? Uh, we've been naming them after whoever drew them. So I think that's Aubrey the cat. Oh, this is Aubrey the cat. Yeah. I love Aubrey the cat. How would Aubrey sound? I feel like Aubrey the cat would sound a little bit like this. I don't know why I gave her an accent though. <laughs> yeah, You're she, had, she has one now, so there that's what we're gonna go with. And I just had my breakfast, and you know, I was talking to my dog friends, but they were being a little weird, so I came back home and took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Aubrey the cat. That's Aubrey the cat. Oh. Yay. And, what if, oh and what if Aubrey oh. sang "Twinkle Twinkle"? Can Aubrey sing "Twinkle Twinkle"? In, in Aubrey's voice? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't know where the heck this accent came from. I feel like I, I love it. Go with you it. You never know where they come from. I really hope it's not offensive. No, you never know where they come from. Okay, okay. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Aubrey the cat, apparently from the Midwest. This is my voiceover training right now. That's good. (laughs) That's good. We love that. Bold choices. Well, now we have 52 more for you. Oh, good. (laughs) We're kidding. We're kidding. We're kidding. So uh, this has been great. We kind of hit. So so Coco Melon, small little show, hopefully going to take off. (laughs) Yeah, Um, one day. Maybe by the next hundred billion views. Maybe one day people. Well, actually, no. I've learned yeah, so a ton much. From I feel this. like you have. I feel, I've learned so much. I've learned that kids love it. That I still don't want children. Yeah. Um, and if, that it, the show's a juggernaut. But if you forget how to tie your shoes or brush your teeth, you know. Where to I go. will be sending Will a lot of links. <laughs> There's many. There are many. There are he many. will have to block my number. Again, good animation and like. good morals and something that's just fun. I'm yeah. and happy. Yeah, I'm down. Very for that. happy. There's very nothing happy. wrong with that. That's a wonderful thing. So I will be part of the population of your audience that says thank you for all that you oh. do, and um, I look forward to seeing how it all grows for you. And thank you. I think good things will happen. I do. All right. So KP. Which yes. is now officially what I'm going to be calling you from this KP point KP number on. two. She's KP number KP one. KP number two. Yes. Um, <laughs> where, where if, if people want to follow you or they want to find out what you're doing, where can they where can they hit you up? Yes. Um, on TikTok, uh, you can find me at Coco Melon Mom. I love that. Stole that name. Um, on Instagram, it's just my boring old name, Kristen Princiata. Um, and I am on Cameo as well, if you know what Cameo is, um, where you can hire me to like sing happy birthday or your kid's favorite Coco Melon song for them for their birthday or something Aww. in a video. And that is cameo.com slash Coco Melon mom. Nice. Okay. Very yeah. quickly. What is your favorite Coco Melon song? Dang it. Why do you? <laughs> <laughs> we got to end on my a high favorite, note. And that note is making my, you run through um, 700 songs in your head it, to pick it, your favorite I'm one. I'm literally running through 700 songs <laughs> in, in, in my head right this exact moment. And I'm going to keep talking until I What was your favorite to one say. to record? Was that easier? Oh, if you want to record. I'm just going to keep throwing a, questions at you. We did a pasta song recently okay. that I really liked okay. and it was a lot of fun. Okay. Are mm-hmm. we just going to say the pasta song? Is that the easiest yeah, way to do I it? Love yeah, the we're, we're going to say that. And, and I mean, like, how stereotypical is this? Because mm. uh, <laughs> this is <laughs> I will, Italian. Yes. But the pasta song. Yes. And I loved it because it was like a song. It's like an original song and it's not like cool. a remake. Well, there you go. It's fun. You know yeah. what? Yes. Let's eat pasta. <laughs> Let's go eat some pasta and watch the eat pasta, your pasta song. It's not always good. More than it. likely, we will be eating noodles because my girls only eat noodles and we will be watching that pasta song tonight. Yay. Thanks, oh KP. Gosh, yay. Absolutely. There you go. I think Coco Melon might take off. I yeah, really do. it might. I see it having a future. And you guys are royalty to me. So thank you oh, for all the life lessons I grew up oh, with. And I mean, well, yeah, you're paying, so. certainly paying that forward, aren't you, to yep. an entire generation? <laughs> Of kids watching your show. So thank it. you so much for coming on here. Rest thank your voice. You. Yes, KP. Because you seem to use it a lot. And KP, thank yes. you so much for coming on. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. <laughs>
I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney and Will Friedle. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham and our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. And that was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. To see the video stream, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AAM, and Napster. Okay, Will, let's teach you about the internet. The what? (laughs) 